All right, so this is week two. Some of you guys were here for last week. Some of you weren't. Um, so just to recap quickly, we talked. We started talking about discipline and having discipline and self-discipline and uh, just the idea of uh, trying to make an intentional decision um, about you know doing something. And we're 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 having it geared towards spiritual things. So I challenge you guys to uh, you know find five, ten, fifteen minutes of time this week that you do something else, cut that time out, and read your Bible. Did anybody do that? Yes? Yeah? Okay. You guys want to share anything about how that went? Or was it dif- was it difficult? Or did you find it to be fairly easy? You don't have to present anything. Just You can sit right there and just say, yeah, it was easy, or no, it was hard, or I'm never doing it again, or you all should do it, or nothing. It was pretty easy? Okay. Did you read 15 minutes? Um, I read half a page. Okay. That's good. That's something. That's really good. Anybody else? Nobody else participated? All right, well, now all of you guys have... No. Who had a new baby? Oh, Okay. Yeah, that doesn't matter. How long is that baby there? Like eight hours a day? You still got 16 other hours you could do. Oh, you got plenty of time. What are you doing from six to midnight? School. Oh, school. It's summertime. <laughs> that's true. Uh, okay. Well, uh, then that's that's part of your homework again this week. I have uh, another challenge, which I'll get to in a minute. But uh, I gave you guys a definition, or a couple definitions of the word discipline. Does anybody remember what they were? Uh, What? Um, Uh, That's one of the things we talked about, but not exactly a definition. Yes? Um, (laughs) Did you just say it twice? Just. No, he stole mine. Okay. Yes, Elena. Huh? Habit, yes. Changing your habits, changing your routine, yes, that's part of it. So the two definitions that I gave uh, was to train oneself to do something in a controlled or habitual way, like you just said, habit. Uh, and then the other one was control gained by enforcing obedience or order. And so we just talked about making intentional decisions, uh, deciding ahead of time that even if it's difficult or even if I don't really feel like it or even if I'm tired or even if whatever the thing is, fill in the blank, uh, even if that happens... I'm still going to read my Bible, pray, whatever. Making an intentional decision to do that. Because I talked about how, my, how like so much of our lives, uh, especially as you get older, your life is more routine. But you guys, even at your age, still have a routine. And so a lot of your routine is just, it's kind of happened. Um, you know, over the course of time, you just kind of fall into habits of, oh, when I get home from school, I do this. Or when I wake up in the morning, I do that. And uh, so I just was challenging you guys to, Think about the things that you do, maybe that are that kind of are just automatic that you don't really even think about. But like, spend time thinking about: Is this a worthwhile way to spend my time? And I don't mean that to say like you can't sit around and watch TV or play video games or play on your phone. Like, I, that's not a problem to do those things sometimes or with with some of your time. But if that's all you do all the time uh, and you're just kind of on autopilot that way, then that's not good. And so, thinking about what you're doing and trying to make some intentional. Uh, decisions 
to either change those things if they're not things that you want to do uh, or things that are helpful for you know your growth um, or if they are those things then you're making an intentional decision to keep doing those things so uh, I've been thinking about and kind of praying about I've never taught on this before I've never done this kind of a study so all, all of my uh, studying on this is is new and um, some of it's coming from what I'm reading some of it's coming from uh, you know like articles and things I read podcasts I listen to it's kind of a a combination of things that I'm doing in my own life. I'm trying to institute some discipline in my own life. And so as all those things kind of culminated together, uh, that's part of where our, guys, Elias, that's part of where our theme for camp came from. So our theme for camp, does anybody know what our theme is? Yeah. Endure, yeah. The word endure. And so uh, the idea of of enduring difficult things, um that's kind of where we're going with that. So that plays a lot into this topic of discipline, which is kind of why we're doing this on the front end of camp. So hopefully we can lay some discipline groundwork for you guys. So by the time you get to camp, not that you're going to know everything that they're going to be, that uh, Mason's going to be preaching on, but maybe you can have some discipline already established. So as you hear things about how to endure hardness or how to go through difficult times or, uh, you know, how to do things even when it's hard to do them, Hopefully you'll have kind of a foundation already established uh, through this study. And I, I think this study will go probably past camp. I don't know exactly when we'll stop because uh, I'm not all the way done with um, exactly where we're going to go. But as I've been praying about it and thinking about, like, why, like why, why are we teaching on this? Why, does, why is this something that I think that God could use in your guys' life, in my life, um, to, you know, to make an impact in Harrisonville to make an impact in your schools, to make an impact in your families, uh, and obviously make an impact in your guys' life. Hey, guys, stop messing around. Um, so that's kind of what I'm what I'm uh, hoping comes from this, is that you guys, all of you guys can grab on to something. So uh, usually I give you guys a, the homework assignment at the end. I'm going to give it to you now, so pay attention. Be thinking about this week. Uh, I want you guys to think about, like, one fairly big change that you can make in your life. So I'm going to allow you guys to choose what you think is big or not. Um, but I want you guys, this week, I just want you to spend the week kind of thinking about and praying about something that you can change in your life. So uh, obviously the focus of this is towards spiritual things, and we're going to get into that in just a minute. But um, most like research and stuff says that it takes about six weeks to, make a, to like, form a new habit. Stop messing around. It takes about six weeks. There you go. Nick's going to get involved. It takes about six weeks to make a new habit. So if you want to change something in your life that is currently a habit, if you want to change something in your life that is currently a habit or you want to start a new habit, it usually takes about six weeks. Well, six weeks from today is the middle of camp. Okay, so we have six weeks until we're going to be at camp, or five and a half weeks till we leave for camp. So I want you guys to take this week and just think about something that you might want to change. Uh, that can be, I'm not going to tell you what it needs to be, but here's some examples. Uh, if you guys have a phone, um, look at your, most of the phones will track like how much time you spend on each app, which is sickening if you look at it, uh, because it doesn't feel like you spend that much time on it, but uh you know, look at maybe how much time you're spending on whatever your fav- favorite social media app is 
and maybe try and cut that time in half or cut an hour off of that time. Uh, it could be something like make a plan to share the gospel with five of your friends before camp. That's like one friend a week. Okay, It could be uh, make a conscious effort to not fight with your sibling. Most all of you guys in here have siblings. A lot of them are in the youth with you. So maybe you can make a conscious decision over the next six weeks, I'm going to try everything I can to not fight with my sibling. Maybe it's I'm going to practice obeying my parents the first time that they say something, not the 15th time that they say something. I'm not going to forget anymore. I'm going to pay attention to what they say. I'm going to actually try to do what they've told me to do. I'm going to try and do it without rolling my eyes. Okay, those are some examples. You can pick one of those things. You can pick something totally different. But just it, do, it doesn't have to be. It can be. I'm going to read my Bible more. That's great. Uh, de- define that. What does more look like? I'm going to read one chapter a day. I'm going to read 15 minutes a day. Uh, it could be that. It could be something around prayer. It could be something around any of that. Make it spiritual in some form, right? Obeying your parents, that's a spiritual uh, thing. All the things I listed are, are spiritual things. So it doesn't just have to be, I'm going to read my Bible or I'm going to pray more. But if that's what you want to choose, that's fine. But this week, just spend the week thinking about it. You don't need to come back and tell me what it's going to be, but I do want all of you guys to tell somebody what it's going to be. Somebody, uh, not just like, you know, another friend in here, unless that friend can keep you accountable. But... Think about something over the next six weeks that you can really focus on uh, implementing in your life and trying to make it a new habit. Okay, And then tell somebody, this is what I'm going to try to do over the next six weeks. And then that person can hold you accountable. If you both have phones, you can text each other throughout the week. Hey, are you doing this thing? Uh, have you been obeying your parents like you've been trying to do? Have you been fighting with your sibling like you've been trying to stop doing? Um, it can be an adult in this class. It can be your parent if you want it to be. Uh, it can be just somebody that will keep you accountable to the decision that you're making. So, again, it can be whatever you want. Uh, I'm not going to be like, uh, you know, I'm not going to pick it for you. That's between you and God. But just think about what it is that could help you, spiritually speaking, uh, to grow. Because if you don't, the whole point of this class is to see you guys grow, right? That's that's why we teach the things we teach. That's why we pray over you guys. That's why we do the events that we do, the camps that we do. All the work that we put in is so that you guys grow. Uh, that goes for the adults and myself in this class, too. It's not just uh, for you guys. It's for all of us. But uh, ultimately, I can say as much as I want from up here, and you know, hopefully you get some things that you can apply. But if you leave here and you don't do anything with what you've learned, then you're not going to grow. I mean, you're not going to get it just because I said it and you heard it and now you're growing. It, you have to apply it. You have to actually make a change in what you're doing at home away from here in order to see some growth in your life. And so uh, I'm just I'm issuing this challenge to you guys. Uh, I'm going to be doing it also. So it's not I mean, it's not just for you guys, but um, all of us need to actually apply some of the things that we're learning. If we're going to be talking about discipline, it makes no sense for me to just get up here and tell you, hey, you need to be disciplined. And then you guys go home and then you don't change anything. And then I get up here next week and I'm like, we still need to be disciplined. Okay, I don't want it to just be like that where I'm just teaching you and telling you that you need to do something. But I want to challenge you guys to actually do it. I can't make you do it, uh, but that's the challenge that I'm giving you guys is to do that. So um, so I think sometimes at your guys' age, at least whenever I was your age, I kind of felt like uh, my youth leader or my pastor or whatever, like, you know, spiritual leader type of person you look up to in this church, maybe it's your parents, maybe it's a grandma, maybe it's an uncle, uh, that you look at and you're like, that person 
they seem like they kind of have it together, right? They they got it. They got this like Christian thing figured out. I used to look at them and just kind of think that at some point, I mean, I don't know that I consciously thought this, but it kind of felt like at some point they something just clicks and now all of a sudden like this person's a godly person. Okay, that's not how it works. I mean, you don't get to a certain age or you don't get to a certain amount of responsibility or you don't get put in a leadership role and then magically you just kind of have everything figured out. It takes time and effort and uh, it takes consistency over time to get those things implemented in your life. And uh, I've always heard it taught about, and I think I've taught it in here a couple times, that within each one of us we have the flesh and we have the spirit. Right, and the one that's going to be the strongest is the one that you feed the most. And so, if I was a good artist, I would try and draw something up here, but I'm not, so I'm not going to draw anything. But I want you guys to just think about in your mind, imagine whatever two like monster creatures, whatever. Okay, one of them's the flesh, and one of them's the spirit, and just whatever that looks like in your mind, just imagine that. So far, for most of you guys. Um, most of you guys have been saved somewhere in the last year or two. Um, so most of your life has been all about feeding the flesh, right? A baby, a toddler, uh, you know, a, uh, whatever the next after toddler is, a preschooler, you know, at those ages, it's all about them, right? Some of you guys have younger siblings that have, are in those stages or have been in those stages. You have like 17 siblings that are in that stage, uh, but all of us know kids that are at that stage. It's all about what they want, right? They're not really, they don't really care about what you want or what's convenient for you. They want what they want. They want to be fed. They want to be changed. They want to be, uh, you know, they want to go to sleep. They don't want to go to sleep. They want to go for a car ride. They don't want to go for a car ride. They, they want whatever they want. And, you know, so all of us, especially at your guys' age and younger, most of your life has been focused on feeding the flesh. What does the flesh want? Uh, and, that, and when you're, you know, an infant or a toddler, like, that's not a bad thing. We need to make sure we take care of babies, you know, that can't fend for themselves. But, uh, but most of your guys' lives you've spent feeding your flesh, right? So if you're imagining these two, like, creatures or monsters or whatever, uh, the one that's the flesh has been fed the most, right? Even if you go to church, even if you read your Bible from time to time, uh, for the most part, your guys' flesh monster is the strongest, right? It's been fed the most. And so uh, maybe some of you guys are just recently saved and you've never really done anything with that. And this, the spirit monster is like weak and tiny and curled up in the corner of this room that you're imagining in your head. Um, whichever one of those things you feed the most is going to be the strongest. If you want to walk in the spirit, if you want to be a godly man or a godly woman, if you want to, uh, you know, have godly integrity, if you want to have a strong relationship with the Lord that impacts people around you, if you want those kinds of things, then you have to feed the spiritual monster, right? We're still going to do some things that, I mean, I still sleep, I still eat, I still do things that my flesh wants or needs, but, uh, but I try to feed the spirit as much as I can, right? How do you feed the spirit? You feed the spirit by reading. You feed the spirit by praying. You feed the spirit by, uh, you know, preparing to teach. You feel, feed the spirit by getting up on next Friday night and telling people your testimony, even if you're nervous about that. Uh, you feed the spirit by doing spiritual things. You feed the spirit by obeying your parents, right? That's how you feed the spirit. So if you want 
to be walking in the Spirit, if you want to see some like growth in your life spiritually, you have to put in some time and put in some effort to feed the spiritual side, right? To feed the Spirit. And so uh, open up to Galatians chapter 5. The whole, this whole concept of these two uh, creatures or monsters or uh, whatever you want to call them comes from this passage in, Gen- in Galatians chapter 5. So we're going to start in verse 15, or sorry, verse 16. Babe, do you have water? Thank you. Galatians 5, 16. We're going to read through the end of the chapter. <clears throat> I did because I was looking at the 5 on my paper, but it's six, It's verse 16. Chapter 5, verse 16. What page is it on in the church Bible, Thomas? Uh, 1,559, Bryson. And anybody else who has church Bibles, if they're of the same printing edition? All right, I'm going to start. Uh, verse 16 says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh, monster, that's my adding, lusteth against the spirit monster, and the spirit monster against the flesh monster. Okay, so these two things you're visualizing, and these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. So they're, they're fighting against each other, preventing you from doing the things that you want to do. Okay, if, if you're desiring to do the spiritual thing, the flesh is fighting against you, saying, "No, nah, man, we're tired. Let's go to bed. Don't don't read your Bible. It's late. Uh, you know, it's time to go to bed." Or if you're trying to do fleshly things, the spirit is like, you know, reminding you in the back of your mind, "Hey, uh, you've been watching TV for six hours. Can I please just get five minutes in the Word? I need to be fed." Right? Those two, the two, um, the flesh and the spirit are constantly contradicting each other so that you can't do the things that you would. Okay, verse 18. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Okay, so this is the, these are the works of the flesh. These are the things that uh, are produced as we feed the flesh. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, which means like filthy, uh, uh, filthy. idolatry, okay, putting things above God, witchcraft, Hatred, variance. Variance is like uh, contention, like arguments. Emulations, that's like jealousy. Wrath, strife, seditions, which are like divisions. Heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay, so those are the things that our flesh wants, right? Our flesh wants to do those kinds of things. Okay, and those are the things that are produced by feeding the flesh. But, some of you guys know this next passage, but sometimes we forget what leads up to it. So that's what happens if we feed the flesh. But the fruit of the Spirit, okay, so the fruit is what comes from feeding the Spirit. Okay, these are the things that this produces, that that, that produces. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. You feel like you want to stop fighting with your sibling? You need some long-suffering in your life. Gentleness. You could use some gentleness also. Goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. 
Temperance is like self-control, like discipline, what we're talking about. Against such there is no law. Look at verse 24. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. Okay, so we're as long as you're alive, you're going to have both of those monsters. Okay, you're you're not going to get you're never going to just get to a point where the flesh is not a problem for you. You're never going to get to a, a point where if you're saved, where the spirit is not inside of you. Okay, you're not going to lose either one of those things so long as we're on this earth. Okay, now when Jesus comes back, our flesh is gone. Then we're all spirit. We got a glorified body, and we don't have to deal with that anymore. But uh, if you're saved, you cannot lose either one of those things. If you're not saved, you only have the flesh, right? The spirit, um, you have a spirit, but it's not, it's not quickened. It's not alive. It's not, uh, you don't have the Holy Spirit of God dwelling inside of you. And so the flesh is just winning all the time, right? Because the spirit is dead. Uh, but as long, once you're saved, you have both of those things inside of you. And you never get over either one of them. You can ask any of the pastors in this church, ask your parents, ask anybody you want to. Uh, there never comes a point where you just have it figured out. Okay, it's constantly still a battle. Okay, I still have to fight myself at night when I'm ready to go to bed and I haven't read that day. I gotta read before I go to bed. Okay, or I gotta read when I get up in the morning. Uh, generally I'm a nighttime reader, but sometimes I gotta read other times because I know at night I'm gonna be really busy or I got a long day or whatever. So, you gotta make time. It has to be a priority. You have to have the discipline to do it. Pra- you know, practice over time. Alright, verse 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. If you're saved, you should be walking in the Spirit. Okay? That, that's the expectation. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. Okay, so, so this, this passage is where that idea of these two natures, there's other passages too, but where these two natures are, are battling inside of us, and we, we, are the ones that get to control it, okay? So they both, the flesh and the spirit, both want to be fed. They both want to be fed all the time. They want all the food. They don't want the other one to get anything, okay? It's up to us. We are the, we are in control, right? Uh, we get to control. We get to decide which one we feed. We get to make the decision. So we have to, nobody likes telling our flesh no, right? I don't like to tell my flesh it can't eat or it can't sleep or it can't, sit around and be lazy or it can't dot 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 whatever thing is right i don't like telling myself that my flesh wants me to be comfortable right my flesh wants me to be you know nice and cozy and warm and comfortable and happy with where i am and not desiring to change anything it just wants everything the way that it is right the way that the way that it wants it the spirit wants us to give up those things now for a long term reward i talked about that last time uh, you know about choosing choosing your heart, choosing to be hard now or or choose difficult things later the spirit the spirit knows that our lifetime, whether it 's fifty years, whether you live a hundred years, right whatever the length of time that you 're alive on this earth is the the spirit knows that 's like a blip on the radar in the scope of eternity, right We have ten trillion years of eternity to spend in heaven, we've got 70 years or 100 years or 50 years or whatever you have on this earth, the Spirit knows, man, give up the fleshly things for this short amount of time that you're alive on the earth because the Spirit knows, dude, you're gonna, if you give up the stuff now, you're going to have riches in heaven, you're going to have eternal rewards, there's going to be people in heaven because of you 
that are going to live forever because of the very, very, very small window of time that we're alive on this earth, if we just fight the flesh long enough while we're here, we have the rest of eternity to live with the rewards of doing that. And our flesh wants to remind us, you know, live for yourself, live your truth, be happy, do what makes you happy, be yourself, right? That's what the world says, that's what our flesh wants. But the Spirit knows that there's an eternity to live. And if we just sacrifice a little bit now, if we have some discipline now, it doesn't mean you can't be happy while you're here. It doesn't mean you can't do some fun things. But uh, sacrifice some now in order to uh, have an eternity of, of rewards in heaven. Flip to uh, Colossians chapter 3. Just a few pages towards the back. Colossians 3. Why you guys always want another verse? Just turn to Colossians 3. It's all on the same page probably. Just turn there. I'll tell you when everyone's there. Everyone just... Oh, did you say 1 Colossians? There's only, there's only one Colossians. So yes, I guess 1 Colossians. <clears throat> Alright, Colossians... 1 Colossians chapter 3. Verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ... Seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Okay, if you are saved, if you are risen with Christ, if you are saved, seek the things which are above. What does that even mean? Skip down to verse 10. I'll come back to that. Verse 10 says, and, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. And then skip down again to verse 17. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Okay, so what we do with our life once we're saved should be, like this, this passage Paul is telling us, uh, Set your affection on things that are above. Okay, so things that are above, we think of, like that's that's heavenly things. Well, how do I set my affection on something in heaven that I can't see? Right? I can see the things on the earth. I know I can set my affection on the Chiefs game on Sundays during football season. Right? I know how to do that. We both know how to do that. Uh, I can set my affection on things that I can see now. Right? But how do I set my affection? Affection is like your desire. How do you how do you focus your desire and your mind on something that's above? Okay, so things that are above are going to be things that are eternal, right? What are the things that are eternal? Anybody know? Word of God, and what else? There's one other thing. Word of God and the souls of men. Okay, those are the two things. Those are the two eternal things. If we set our affection, if we set, if we focus our desire on the Word of God, and the souls of men, those things are not going anywhere, right? I mean, well, the souls of men are going one of two places, heaven or hell, but, like, they're not going away. Those things are going to last forever. And so if if we want to set our affection on things that are above, we need to set it on things that are going to last because at some point, the things on this earth, who wins the Chiefs game on Sunday or who is the best Minecraft or Fortnite player in your school or whatever, right, your Instagram page, all that stuff's going to go away, right? One of these days, those things aren't going to matter. Probably during your lifetime, those things are going to be gone. There's going to be some new game, some new social media thing. The Chiefs are going to be crappy again at some point. All right, it's going to happen. 
Yeah, again, like when I when we were kids, they were terrible. So all of those things are going to go away, right? The Word of God, that's not going anywhere. The souls of men, that's going one of two places. We can have an impact on where they go, um, but that's when it says set your affection on things above, it wants you to focus on things that are going to last forever, right? Things that are going to last beyond uh, our lifetime and beyond uh, this world's lifetime. <clears throat> so flip over one, one more... Uh, Actually, I have two more passages, but they're both in Romans. Romans chapter 8. I think we're going to get done on time. Romans 8. So again, God does not want us to... like. I'll tell you when I get there. God is not asking us... God, Paul is not telling us... The Word of God is not saying, Hey, suffer. Give up, give up everything. Fight your flesh... Give up everything just because, right? It's not saying it's going to be fun. It's not saying that, uh, you know, you should do it because other people are doing it. The Bible commands us to do this because God wants what's best for us, okay? The Word of God is written to us because God wanted us to have it, because God wants to see us grow, because that's what's good for us, right? That's what's good for eternity. If you can share the gospel with your friend and they get saved, they're going to be in heaven because... You got out of your comfort zone. You didn't listen to your flesh. You listened to your you listened to the spirit, and you followed after what uh, what things were above. So Romans chapter eight verse eighteen says, "For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us." Okay, the suffering, whatever suffering we face, and if we're being honest, in America in twenty twenty three. Uh, we are not suffering very much, right? I mean, the worst suffering that anyone in this room is facing from a spiritual like persecution perspective is pretty small. Okay, maybe someone doesn't like that you're a Christian. Uh, you're not dying for it, like physically, right? Most of the most of uh, the last century in this country, we've not had to worry about that. But the Bible tells us that the suffering of this present time, whatever stuff you're dealing with. Uh, you know, spiritual things or physical things, whatever sufferings you're going through, those are so small in comparison to the glory that's going to be revealed in us in eternity. Okay, the I can't if we could really wrap our I, I can't wrap my mind around eternity, right? That eternity is such a it's like infinity, right? That you can't wrap your mind around infinity. I mean, we can like we understand. Okay, it just means it goes on forever, but what does that mean? Like. As long as you can think of, however many years you've been alive, you know, you can't even, it's so small in comparison to eternity that we can't really wrap our mind around what that looks like. But if we could just briefly think about, you know, the, let's say you live for a hundred years and there's a trillion years left to go in eternity. I mean, it's longer than that because it's forever, but just think about a trillion years. Okay, we can't even really grasp that. It's so long. So whatever suffering happens, in this hundred years that we're on earth, the, the glory that's going to be like, that's going to be a result of that, the last for literally forever, uh, you know, we should be jumping to give up, uh, you know, our comforts and stuff here. And I know it doesn't really work that way because we have a hard time focusing on that, but if we can set our affections on things above, things that are eternal, uh, that's the kind of things that we're going to, that we're going to, the kind of conclusions that we're going to come to. I lied to you. I forgot to put one more verse in my conclusion. Flip to Hebrews. I know, I'm sorry. 
Please forgive me. Hebrew. Yeah, I'm skipping that one because we're out of time. Hebrews chapter 12. Huh? You can just listen if you want. Alright, so I already alluded to this a little bit, but why should we have, why should we develop discipline in our lives? For all these reasons that I'm talking about to you, but, but this passage in, in Hebrews chapter 12, if you were here Sunday, yep, if you were here Sunday, Pastor Craig Warner preached the Father's Day message, uh, in main service, and, uh, he used, I don't remember if it was this exact verse, it was this passage, uh, he read a few verses out of this passage, I think it was this one. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12 verse 9 says, furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily, they as the, our earthly fathers, for they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but He, God, for our profit, that we might be partakers of His holiness. So all of the things that I'm talking about, all of this, uh, the idea of being disciplined, the idea of uh, not doing what your flesh wants, the idea of feeding the spiritual things, the idea of obeying your parents even when you don't want to because what they're asking you to do just isn't fair uh, or whatever. All of those things, all of the spiritual things that, I, that I'm... God bless you. That I'm saying, all these, all these verses that we've read, and there's tons more, we'll look at more as we go through this study, but all of these things, it tells us here that God does all of it for our profit. Okay? It's for our benefit. Right? I mean, God cannot, He, he literally cannot make us do anything. Right? We have free will. God cannot force us to obey Him. But God wants us, like, for our own benefit, He would like to see us grow. Right? I have children. I, I don't want them to always be in diapers. Right? I want them to grow up out of that. Both of my kids are out of diapers, by the way. But I don't want to constantly be required to feed them. Right? They're old enough to feed themselves. Sorry, Jackson. I didn't mean to embarrass you by saying that. Uh, I want my kids to grow up and leave the house at some point. Right? God wants all of that stuff for us. Right? God doesn't want to spiritually have to have people changing our diapers in a spiritual what? Do you want your kids to move out? Yes. Well, I don't have any daughters, so it's maybe a little bit different. But God wants us to be able to clean up our own messes, right? God wants us to be able to feed ourselves. How do you feed yourself? Well, you know how to read the Bible and you know how to like understand what you're reading, right? For a while, it's okay if if what you're learning about the Bible comes from me teaching you or from your disciple teaching you or from Pastor Brian preaching to you. Like For a little while, that's okay. If that's all you're getting, that's all the food that you can take in and process, as a spiritual baby, that's fine. But if you've been saved for 15 years and the only thing that you're learning about the Bible is stuff that someone else is like feeding you, that's not, that's not good. That's not healthy. God doesn't want to see you do that. I don't want to see you guys do that. Your parents don't want to see you guys do that. Like God desires for us to grow uh, for our own benefit, right? Because if we grow, then we're then the spirit's stronger, right? If we're growing spiritually, the spirit gets stronger. Other people see that in our lives as an as an impact that lasts beyond just ourselves. And so uh, it's not for God's benefit; uh, it's ultimately it's for our own benefit. So uh, I thought we were going to finish on time. We finished three minutes late. Forgive me. Uh, I will pray, and then don't forget. Okay, so I told you I was going to remind you. 
Pick something. This week, pray about something. Something that you can change in your life that has an impact spiritually. And then start thinking about how you're going to implement that in your life. How are you actually going to make that happen? Pick somebody that you can that can help you stay accountable. Okay, do all that this week, and then next week you can start implementing that. You can start doing it this week if you want. But does anybody have any questions about that, or comments, or concerns? Is anybody listening at all? No questions. No questions. Great. Okay. Good. Feel free to reach out to one of us if you guys have something you want to help you accountable. Yep. All right. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for this uh, day. Thank you for this evening. God, just thank you for uh, um, God, just the things you've been challenging on me with uh, when it comes to discipline. God, just having discipline in my life, and uh, God, I just pray that some of these things came across tonight. God, that uh, that this this picture of the the flesh and the spirit, God, and just that these kids would grab a hold of it at their at their young age, God, and that they could really um, figure out, God, that that uh, what you're asking us to do, what uh, what I'm asking them to do, God, this this idea of feeding feeding the spirit, God, is is so important. Um, it really impacts the really the rest of their life, God, if they can grab a hold of it. And so I just pray, God, that that all of us would be thinking this week about something that we can um, change in our life, God, to be uh, more Christ-like, to be more like you, and uh, God, that we can start to implement those things, God, that we can find somebody that can keep us accountable, and uh, God, that we can actually start on this process of growing. And uh, God, I just thank you and praise you for everything you do in our lives. And I just pray you give us a good week. And just pray for this this weekend, God, with uh, with our event on Saturday. I pray that you would just give us good weather, God. Give us a good turnout. Just help people to come out and uh, have fun and fellowship and uh, just spend time uh, hanging out, God. I just I thank you for the opportunity to do that. And I just ask your blessing on it. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.